0: Welcome to Go For Side Effects. I'm your host Kevin Simon, Y'all know my lovely co-host John. How you doing, today, bud? I'm
1: doing fine. Thanks.
0: And everybody, if you don't know who this young gentleman is, I, I say he's young because he is younger than, than us. This is Sean Lowry. He is the Vet What's Life for that? Life guy. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I, I want everybody to know that we're bringing. I, I want to at least try to at least bring Sean on once or twice a year, because what his group does is amazing. And I mean, when I first met Sean, we'll get in that just a little bit, but Sean, go ahead and let everybody know, you know, yes, you were in army and stuff, but tell me the date you were in and and what you do right now.
2: Okay. Um, So I joined the military in 2004 and I ended up, getting retired out i might as well say medically retired out in 2012 i uh, did two tours afghanistan uh, 2007 to 2008 and then i went back again in 2010 and 11 um, not going to get into the whole drawn out story a lot of people that know my story you guys can actually go to my platforms and read all about it and stuff like that but i did get injured on my second tour which caused me to get uh, addicted to painkillers and that went on for a very long time and uh, lost my best friend in 2016 to suicide um he was a veteran and uh just a lot of that playing together and it put me in a really bad state of mind and i wanted to give up bro i was i was ready to quit life you know anybody that gets out of the military i think they just know that you you just feel like you're missing something and i didn't have any purpose i had no passion about nothing i just wanted to give up man and i was just i felt like i was a, a nobody the only thing i was ever good at was being a soldier you know my whole life i was a loser i felt like my whole life i was always you know, told I wasn't going to be nothing and, and, and a disappointment and always in trouble. And so making the career out of the military was something that I was really looking forward to. And so when they tell me I needed to get out because of injuries, um, you know, mental health, you know, PTSD and all these things, they were like, you know, the army no longer needs me. So I was all good with it at first until a few months later, I realized this isn't what I want. But uh, that went on for a long time until 2018. I decided that you know what, I was ready to get clean. I was ready to get sober. I was ready to change my life, and that's what I did, man. I I, I checked into a 10 day uh, a detox center, and then after detox, I went to, um, outpatient and treatment center for seven and a half months, and I every day four days a week for seven and a half months, and then uh, yeah, I graduated, and um, here I am. You know, we just hit. I think the five year mark. So I've been clean and sober now for five years. I haven't had a drink. Um, I got a new story I tell people now. Last year I was uh carrying my heat press and it flipped up and almost chopped my fingers off. I had to get like eighteen <laughs> stitches in both fingers and uh they obviously were gonna give me painkillers and I turned them down. You know, I turned them down even with my fingers hanging off. Um the point the point, wow. I, seen, I, the point I bring the point I bring that up is 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 when it comes to addiction and, and anything in life, if you want change, you got to be the change. you got to be willing to do what it takes to be better. And I knew that I can't take painkillers. I just can't do it. Even though I'm in recovery for five years, it's just something that I can't do because I can always backslide or whatever. So the point is I, I knew that I couldn't take them, so I turned them down, and I took that Ranger candy, man, that ibuprofen, and I, and I, and well, I ran with good it. good for
1: you, and congratulations, because <laughs> I know that's no small feat. You know that takes Man, a that lot was, of intestinal fortitude to stay the track and know what know what you got to do because doing the right thing ain't always so easy. You know
2: exactly, um, exactly. Well, I, I tell I, people I, that all the time.
0: I, I can say this: how me and Sean met. What was it uh, over two years ago? We were. Um, uh, I was just scrolling through TikTok, and I was looking at videos, and I was finding, and all of a sudden, Sean comes across. I just. Happened to get on one of his lives, and we started talking. I asked him, come on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, man, hey, hit me up. And Sean jumped <laughs> right He goes, let's get on this. And, and we did. And we, you know, I, I brought him on again. But this is where I think everything is important to each and every person out there about what Sean is doing. It's about 22 a day. Statistically, I just heard this morning this past year it went up to 23 and it just they just dropped it back down to 22
2: and i'm like well you know know that's all bs anyways right yeah i agree i totally agree i mean you know it's bs it's it's nowhere near 22 or 23 we actually know it's probably if we had to guess it'd probably be more like 50 or 60 veterans a day you know that's that's just that's just the truth of the matter i mean i could break down statistics for you but i'm not going to go into that deep of it but just think about how many veterans out here suffer and how many veterans take their life every day and just just think about how many veterans that are not even enrolled in the VA bro how many veterans do we have out here that's not enrolled in the VA that are taking their life every day and that they don't count those veterans they that's don't count right. them and, and then they don't count drug they don't they don't count drug overdoses they don't count alcohol overdoses they don't count you know homeless veterans that end up taking their lives there's so many statistics that they don't count. And so we know, well, I mean, dude, I wouldn't even be surprised if it was close to 100. There's so many veterans that are suffering every day. But I look at the 22 as it's a, it, it's a I like to, I call it an average. So we'll say an average of 22 veterans take their life every day to suicide. Um, but when I talk about it, I don't even say 22 like that. I say 22 plus. So anytime I talk about it, I say, hey, we are losing over 22-plus veterans. And what that means is over 22 a day. Still still shining that big 22, right? Because that's just, and to me, it's just a number that we can all recognize. It's just a way to raise awareness, 22 a day. Um, but I think it's important to know. And and even the VA, like you talking about statistics, I saw not too long ago, the VA actually recognized that there was 22, 23, like you said, it went up 23 a day, according to the VA, which for years they've been saying it was only 18 and 20 a day. Right. So, so the fact that the VA is now saying 23, it shows that at least I think they're, they're getting on the train. They're, 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 they're we're in, enough of us are in their ear, letting them know, Hey, there's a problem. And it's, it's more than what you're saying.
0: And, and so Sean, let's, let's first talk about your book. The first book okay. that you wrote, I, I I want you to tell me a little bit about it. And there's a reason why I'm bringing up this book, everybody. Talk a little bit about it. And then I want to tell everybody a, a little story about this book, okay?
2: So the best way I could describe it, man, is that, you know, for many years, uh, well, even, even I would say back to 2017 or so, Uh, Well, especially 2016, that's when my battle buddy took his life. And that's when I started seeing on Facebook. That's when I first saw on Facebook 22 a day, 2016. And it had the big Christmas lights going around, the green light, hang up a green light for veterans. And I didn't, you know, and that's when I started doing research and started realizing it. So, you know, talking about veterans, talking about this epidemic, talking about it, raising awareness, you know, that's all fine and dandy. But in my mind, I'm thinking we need to find a solution. We need a solution. I mean, we can continue to talk about this, but what's going to change if we don't actually do something? So, one of the biggest things that a lot of people used to ask me is like, "How did you get clean? Or how did you get, you know, to this level? Or how did you, you know, break this this chain that you were tied down and you became better?" And someone that suffers with PTSD and anxiety and addiction and all these things, how did you? How are you doing this? And uh, I was like, you know, what's the best way to explain it than write a self-guide book, a self-help book that basically explains how to upgrade your mindset? So in my mind, I was thinking, you know, all of us veterans, we all have a veteran mindset. But I wanted to teach you how to upgrade that mindset to a 2.0 mindset, because I truly believe that everything in our life really does revolve around our mindset. The way we think, the way we perceive stuff It's all up here. You know, if you have a bad day and you and you constantly think about that bad day, it's going to continue to be a bad day. You can have a shitty day, but think good stuff and think that it's going to be better and have more of a positive outlook and your life is going to change. The day is going to change. So with that said, I decided to write this book that's more, like I said, a self-help book, and it's just based on your mindset, you know, five ways how to upgrade your mindset. And I took everything that I learned in my life, all my experiences – everything that I've been through, um, the knowledge that I've learned, research, just everything. And I put it all into a book without telling a story, just made it more of reckon for for you guys to recognize what I've been going through without saying I'm going through it. This is more like this is something that we suffer with. Um, This is how you can get out of this situation. If you want to be better, you know it starts with mindset right and then it starts with acceptance then focus and self-worth and then recovery so each chapter breaks down on how to upgrade your mindset from that chapter and then i even went beyond that i even towards the end of the book i give everybody affirmations because i truly believe you know the power of self-love the power of of belief the power of looking at yourself in the mirror every day saying you know what i'm worth it and And so I put that in there, all these affirmations. And then even at the very end, I put um, like 30, almost 60 questions, 60 yeah, questions at the end of the book, there's questions and it's just, and I even put them in there. You can't really see it, but I put them in there because I wanted us to be able to hold ourselves accountable. Right. So we can read a book all day long, but if there's no. If there's no work to it, if there's nothing to go back and hold yourself accountable, then what's, then what's the point? And so I, I don't know, man. I've never written a book before. I truly tell everybody that I feel like God was with me the entire time. Um, I, I didn't know what I was doing, but I just felt so passionate that I just got on my computer and started writing. And everything I had to be a higher power that worked with me, man, because it turned out amazing. And so many lives have been changed from this book and so many testimonies. And it's, it's incre- even today, still two years later, I'm still getting testimonies from this book. And um, so, yeah, I'm so impressed with it. Uh, I think it's well, an amazing it, well, book. Well,
1: hold, hold that up, Sean, so our audience, those who are watching can have a good veteran, veteran mindset too far.
2: veteran mindset. 2.0. Warriors, warriors think differently. Warriors think differently. But I want to tell y'all
0: about this book, and 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 this is a testimonial for each and everybody out there who, if they really want to know about this book, Sean has a TikTok page, and it's uh uh, sir veteran,
2: sir veteran guy,
0: Sir, sir sir veteran guy, and so when he Gets on there and and he, he always comes up on my full YouTube page, and so I'll get in, I'll watch him. But it's the testimonies, and and I I'm not saying this to boost him up or anything. Anybody, I I'm literally, go sit, go to him on his TikToks, on his lives, and listen. How many people? What was it? Two? Uh, uh not last week, but the week before, I was in there and I was listening. And I didn't say how or nothing. And there was a guy that literally says he reads it every single day.
1: Yeah. Really? There's quite yes. a, a bit of them
0: that do that, bro. That's mind blowing. And, <laughs> and, 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 hmm. and I, I have yet, I mean, there was, I, I, it was about eight months ago when I, I was listening. I think it was around eight months, it could have been a little bit longer. But there was a lady that just lost her son. And she bought the book. And she got on there. And I mean, and she was, Talking to everybody. And let me tell you what Sean does. So he has a group. And this is where we're going to go into this this group. But first, y'all go check him out on TikTok. He's got really good videos, by the way, too. But he's got this group. And it's the uh, Vet for Life group. And let me tell you about this little group. It's not little. It's huge. I mean, and they're all over the United States. When if if I had a problem, Sean would immediately be like, hey, bro, I'm going to get right a hold of you. or I'm going to get one of my uh girls or guys to get a hold of you. And he'll be like, y'all reach out to him right now. He does that to each and every person on that that he talks to. So you created what's called a discord. And this is where I think everything is it It's more exciting not just for veterans but for family members, for anybody that struggles. It's about discord and i'm I'm gonna put it while you talk about it I'm gonna put it in here, and so that way people wanna go check it out afterwards, but talk about the
2: discord and how big it is um so this is so okay. <laughs> So like I said earlier, you know, finding a solution, right? Same thing with the book, trying to find a solution to help people that are struggling. That was the whole purpose behind it, man. You know, going live on Facebook or going live on TikTok, you know, one of the things that I've noticed is that when I go live, I don't know if it's, I I think it happens to probably most people, but at least to me, every time I go live, at least three or four people jump in saying, hey, man, I'm struggling. Hey, I'm hurting. Hey, man, I need some help. And there for a while, it got to a point where, you know, I have to cut off my live. I'd have to go and reach out to this person, figure out what's going on. Or I'd have my moderators go and say, hey, go figure out what's going on with this person so we can get this person some help. So the whole purpose of uh, of creating Discord was it's sort of like a Facebook group, but it's more of a um, – if you don't know what it is, it's an app, and it has – a general chat room, and it ha- you can build different channels, right? So we have a veteran chat room, we have women, we have men, we have uh, addiction and recovery. So it's a it's a channel with channels within channels. So that way, anybody can go in and talk and chat. You can use video, you can use audio. It's just like this. If we were in Discord, all three of us could be sitting just like this talking. And so the whole point was I wanted to create this, this Discord channel so that way veterans and like-minded people could come together and really do something good in the community. Like, I wanted to show people, listen, this isn't just about being on social media and talking. Like, I really want to create a place where people can get help. You know, I'm not a therapist. I'm not a licensed doctor. I'm not a any of that. I, I would call myself a mindset coach, but I'm not – any of those other things. And we have people that are also coaches, but we also have people that just have passion that just been through struggle and they just want to help people. And so that's what we did, man. So not, so kind of together ties together, you know, my vet life for life board our our nonprofit. We're an actual real nonprofit and we have a board and we have a committee. We have all of these people that work for us and help us and push our mission. But it's the same way with discord. We use it as our chat room. So people could go and get the help they need. We use it for, so even like here, we would put this as a resource. Hey, if you need some help or if you wanna jump on a podcast and you wanna talk to a veteran, if you want whatever, we could put it on a resource. So if you ever heard the veterans talk and you're like, hey, I wish there was a place I could go and get, you know, find resources. Well, if you come to our Discord, you'll go to our resource chat room and you'll see we have 50 plus resources. You could get a service dog you can get financial aid you can get you know one on one talking you can it's whatever housing whatever va like we have all these connections with vso's and different people so the purpose is is to find a safe place for veterans find a safe place for people that are struggling to feel like hey you know what even though i'm out of the military now and i don't have this brotherhood and this sisterhood no more well, it's still here, and it's here in the veteran community. So you could come to our Discord, and you can find that brother and sisterhood again. Is it perfect? Well, Absolutely not. But
1: well, you know, I it's think a place to go. Being mindful, because uh, there's a young veteran here uh, recently who, who got out, and um, his mother reached out to me. I know this, this young fellow is having some, and I explained to his mom, "Here's what I think." I hadn't even talked to the young soldier yet. I I, I reached out to him. Um, but I didn't get a response back. But we all know that when you get out of the military, your mind is in a certain. We're just, we're very focused. We have a definite mindset, and we everything is very laid out in our lives. In the military, it's everything's a certain way, and when you and Not sure. when that when that is all gone and you're ets and you're out on your own and you go into the civilian world you're like what the hell because it exactly nothing you have no there's no organization value there at all people don't think like we think there's you know people you know don't answer nobody answers to anybody other than the police i mean that's but that's different you know what i'm saying there's no rank structure you're lost you know especially you know, if, especially, I mean, it really doesn't matter the age. Um, but let's be honest, uh, everybody to some degree struggles unless they were a lifelong member in the military or, or retired, you know, had a long journey. Perhaps that might be easier for them. I mean, I don't know. But being mindful, my own therapist, I would, I would get a little irritated. She goes, John, I know you don't like the word. But I know she's been, you know, it's, it, it is what it is. It's a true statement, being mindful and understanding what's going on. Can you do anything about what you're pissed off about? Um, can you do anything about it? Control with what's in your, what you have the control ability you to can control.
2: control. Yes.
1: Yes. yes. I I just let it go or push it off or take time to talk yeah. to somebody about it and get an understanding. Because if it's out of your control, you have, it's easier said than done to do. Mm-hmm. But as you very well know, but it's it possible, but it's possible. It's possible.
2: <laughs> it's yeah, possible. I'm going to be real with you, man. I used to get so mad at that statement. I would post stuff on Facebook or whatever. <laughs> and then this person would come on there and they'd be like, oh, well, that's easier said than done. And I'm like, yeah, no bleep, right? Like no <laughs> bleep. If it was easy, everybody would do it. If it was yeah, easy, nobody yeah. would struggle, right? That's yep, the whole yeah. purpose of becoming better and getting to that next level that it is hard. If it's hard, ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the time, it's worth it. But if it's easy, it probably isn't worth it. <laughs> and, so, and, yeah. And
0: I have to say hi to Kinzie because I don't. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I, I don't. I don't want to get beat up by her later. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kinsey, yeah. me, her, go as far back as me and Sean, and she was one of the first one I've ever met. And I mean, she is just. She's, she's, she's a been dog. around a
2: long time. Very well. Yes. And
0: real. to, to let, to let y'all know, my handle is Chewbacca and Dippy on, uh, mm-hmm. uh, on TikTok, And I, I mean, I post a lot about, you know, w- what we do on here, but I also have videos where I've done some really stupid stuff <laughs> <laughs> and, and everything. But I, <laughs> I, but I, I want to say this one thing, Sean. Your group is like the crisis helpline, but with a little, know, yeah. but with a little bit more pizzazz, if if I yeah. can say that. I mean, I'm not taken back from crisis helpline. They they helped me about six months ago, mm-hmm. Sean. I didn't know if you knew this, but almost I was contemplating suicide when the VA messed up my medicine. And uh, you're probably going, why the heck didn't you tell me? But, hey, I'm telling you now, six months later. <laughs> but the crisis helpline really did help me out. That's a short-term yeah. fix. Yeah. Your group is a long-term fix.
2: Long I, time, exactly. I, it, it is. You're there. You're always going to be a there. go to the crisis center, talk to them. They talk you off that ledge. But then you could join our group, and you could be here for, for years. Right. You know, we got you. Right.
0: And 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 that's how I look at y'all is is the vet life for family. Um you, you know. My my buddy in
2: there just said also he said uh one of the best things he said if he's still in there uh he said uh we're a family. Yeah. And that's really what it boils down to, man, is that we're all brothers, we're all sisters and we're family and 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 do we fight? Of course. Is there drama? Of course. I mean, there's going to be things <laughs> that happen with all of us. It is what it is, nothing's perfect. I mean, dude, I've been right where you were, not so much wanting to take my life, but I've wanted to walk away. I wanted to quit, I wanted to say enough is enough because at some point you just get to a level where you know you just start feeling like people are just so non appreciative and so ungrateful and it just it does get hard in personal development. It gets hard dealing with people, you know, I tell people all the time I'm human, I have emotions i have I have these things too, and I think I was talking to a friend the other day and and um she even told me, she's like, I think a lot of people sometimes get caught up in the social media aspect that don't know you personally and feel like, you know, since you're such a leader that almost a lot of people feel like you come off like you're perfect. Now you understand what I'm saying when she says that. Like, like I'm perfect, like like I got my shit together so much that I'm not struggling and I got everything I got the answer to everything, and it's just not true. You know, I- I'm a fucking mess. <laughs> There's things that I struggle with all the time. Right, but right. But but I'm well, mindful, there's a right? there's a thing this thing I'm called ready to move forward.
1: We understand that we all have our issues and it's there's a modesty um a modesty I can't come up with a word I want to look that you you'll talk about, you're genuine about what it is you're talking about because you understand it. Not and like you said, Sean. We don't know it all by any stretch of the imagination. We're just passionate about what we do know about. And this is what I did. And it got all foobarred. And so then I had to change direction or talk to somebody. Kevin and I have talked on occasion, like we're pissed off and, you know, kind of try and help calm one another down. You got to call that one person or, you know, if you have a family member or a fellow veteran, whoever, you got it because you have to talk. If you ball it up, all it does is get worse you know, you got right, you. So.
2: and it does get worse even in anything, relationships, marriages, all of that. Like you got to talk, there's got to be a communication somewhere. Cause if not, it's just going to continue to boil up and boil up, boil up, boil up. And I don't know. I'm the kind of person where I cannot keep things in for so long because it drives me crazy. Like I just, <laughs> I will continue to get mad and angry or something if I don't release. If I don't at least talk about it or say something to somebody about it. So I do have a few people that I can vent to. And that's one thing I'll say if you're listening to this. um, uh, Find someone to vent to. And that's a good place, like, again, with the Discord. You know, go into the Discord and just vent. You know, just talk about your day. Talk about the shit you're going through. Talk about your struggles. Like, I promise you, somebody in there is going to be like, dude, I know I'm going through that same thing. Or, like I always say, you know, sometimes you just... Somebody just wants to be heard, you know, 99% of the time, if somebody's in a struggle and in a crisis, it ain't about what we say to people. It's about just being there, listening to somebody listening. You know, a lot of Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Listening. You know what I mean? And so I've learned that. And I think that a lot of people think, well, I don't know what to say. I don't know the right thing to say. It's not always about saying the right thing. It's about just being there listening and hearing what that person's got to say and letting them talk. So that's my two cents on that <laughs> well to to me, the other exciting part is the
0: nonprofit mm-hmm. side and what you do yeah. outside of social media. Social media is just yeah. to me for you it's a small part and and, mm. and so i I want to get into this this last event that you did, and let's talk a little bit about well, let's talk a lot about it because I think it's important to for people to know the great aspect
2: of, of everything you have done and you're still doing. Right. Um, so Vet life for life is actually now a nonprofit. We've been a nonprofit now for three years. Uh, again, when we first started, it was just a Facebook group. We just started a group. I just started it the same way with the discord. I just wanted a place where people could go and vent and talk and just meet and vent and just have a place for us veterans to go. And so after a while, after meeting a lot of great people and trial and error and trying different things, uh, uh, we just decided to go ahead and launch it as a nonprofit. And then now, you know, uh, three years later, we got a board, we have our committee team, we have everybody in place and it's, it's incredible, man. It's incredible. And to, to see what patience will do for you when you just sit back and keep holding on and, keep believing and don't change you and keep staying real that the right people will start coming in your life. And that's what happened. Everybody there's a lot of things people say to me. And one of the things they say all the time is that they wish they had a team like I have. And so I'm very grateful for my team. Uh, Some of them are in there watching now and they're just incredible people. And I could not do this without them. I can't do this without others, man. That was one big thing I learned is that you have to learn to delegate you have to learn to, to have somebody. It depend on how big you want to go and what you want to do. And if I want to touch the nation, if I want to touch from West Coast to East Coast, then I've got to delegate and, 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 and expand it to people that can help me, that want to help. And so, you know, since 2019, man, we've been doing events. I also travel. I do speaking events. I've been to multiple events myself, talking on stages, um, which is I don't do very much of but i'm trying to get more into it i do maybe three a year and so we're trying to get more into that um but we do hold our own events every year and uh this last one we did a boardwalk for 22 in myrtle beach and matter of fact i'll show you guys the flyer this is what it looked like last year um wow that's nice. it. it's, ba- that's it's backwards it's backwards but uh all those guys were our speakers Uh, you can see me there as the host and we have entertainment and uh, we did it at a resort at the ocean reef resort at Myrtle beach. So it was very nice and classy and, and, and fed everybody. And it's just incredible, bro. And I get people to come in and they tell their stories and they, and they influence others and they talk about their mission and, or their organization and showing where we're raising awareness. And then the very next day, you know for many years we used to do a 22k walk but i realized it was a lot on a lot of people so we just changed it to 1 mile so now we just go and walk on the on the boardwalk for 1 mile um uh, we call it the uh boardwalk for 22 and we do we had over 100 people walk with us it wow. was incredible and we walked all the way down to the pier and then we got on the pier and we walked to the end of the pier like it was just so incredible. And now we're already ready for next year. Like we're already got the speakers. We already promote, not promoting yet, but we're already ready to go. And, and so outside of social media, like you said, social media plays a part. Social media is the part where I can say, hey, this is who we are. This is what I'm doing. This is what we're trying to do a way to reach you and reach him and reach other people. That's why we use social media. It's a, it, it's, I've been using it since 2016. Like, this is, this is great. I love the, having a the platform to do that. Um, but a lot of people think, oh, and I'm not calling nobody out. There's people out there, whatever, they do their thing. But, you know, it's TikTok or it's Facebook. Like, that's what they do. That's their, that's right. their group, right? That's their, I'm, raising, I'm, I'm helping veterans and it's social media. We use social media to literally get our our presence known and for people to know what we're doing off the app. We ain't never going to change lives and touch lives until you actually get out there and stop talking about it and be about it, okay? You got to stop talking about it, be about it. Get out there and get into the communities. Get out there and change lives. You know, we can only talk so damn much. You got to get out here and show, put in action like we talked about earlier with the VFW I got nothing but love for the VFW. I'm glad what they're doing. I'm glad they've been there for our veterans when they, when nobody else stood up for our Vietnam vets, for our World War II vets. I'm glad they were there. But this day and age, man, we got so many groups and nonprofits out here that are doing big stuff that are reaching the audience, that are reaching real younger veterans and reaching the crowds. They need to step up and start getting involved with us and get off of that, get off of that anger, get off of that hate towards us. You know what I mean? I know you're mad. I know you're angry. I know you're jealous. But listen, we're here to open the door for other veterans. You didn't have everything that you needed. Not all of us are getting everything that we need now, but it's better. And now we hope that our generation under us is going to have more. And so we just have to keep getting better and better and work together. And I don't know, man. So the nonprofit is huge. Um, We're growing daily. And hopefully uh, my ultimate goal is I'm in South Carolina. And my ultimate goal, and you've heard me say this last year, Uh, and probably heard me say it for years, is our ultimate goal is to build a retreat center. So I want to build a retreat center here in in South Carolina for veterans that suffer with anything, addiction, with PTSD, anxiety, depression. It doesn't matter. Just I want to build a retreat, a place where people can go and just get their head right. Go and, and take two weeks off and just relax and get some get some good coaching and good camaraderie and get some equine therapy and get, you know, just have that brotherhood again. I want to build it sort of like a military structure with like barracks and, and, and have a chow hall and kind of have that old, that old feel when we were out in the military days, but without all the, you know, the craziness, but I don't know. I I got a lot of plans, a lot of goals, a lot of ambition, and it's just going to take time to get there, but. You'll get perfect. You know, well, with nothing happens like
1: overnight, brother. Nothing happens um, overnight. It, it doesn't.
2: And, I, and I've realized that, and I've learned that, and I've been patient. That's why I said patient like three times because it's very – that's the key, man, being patient and <laughs> and just waiting for the right people to get into your life. Uh, me and you, Kevin, went through something not too long ago. You know, we got our hopes up, ready to go. I know, it was man. a sick to my stomach. It could have been the key to what we were waiting on, and and, you know, but – that kind of stuff happens all the time to me. Yeah. And I just have to remember that, you know, the right people will be in the right place at the right time and just continue to do what we're doing, staying real and, and friends like you, like you guys that bring me on and let me share my mission. That's how we do it. And somebody's going to see this and they're going to say, man, who knows? Maybe they want to donate. Maybe they want to, you know, donate some land or donate some money to us or whatever. So we can get this thing built. So And, and so what is the, for, what, what, for
0: what the is training. the name of the, what is the name of your uh, nonprofit? Uh,
2: it's, it's vet life for life. Okay. Vet so, life okay.
0: Uh, so yes. I I want you life to repeat for life. it.
2: We are, we are working on a uh, DBA. Uh, I do have a lot of passion. Um, yes, I, I do feel like I want to get another, like a, like vet life for life is our organization, but I am working on a DBA. It's something that really hits where people know what we're doing. Something like veterans with passion, you know, just something that really booms. But, um, our retreat, uh, I think I'll just keep that to myself for now. Uh, I don't want to push the name out there because it's pretty sick. No. I, and, and true.
0: Like, like for yeah. me, for, for me, I would yeah. like to have about a hundred acres to where yes. and, and build where, where people get out of the military when they're getting out and they're struggling when they come there and then we bring their families in to teach them what they went through
1: help the transition.
0: What? Yeah. A transition, but you, you know, and I don't know. And, and but my, you know, right now my focus is on veterans.
2: Especially Desert Storm. And you're doing a great job, man. I well, mean, Both of you me. guys are. You guys are doing a great job, man. You've been around for are... so long. And, and you know the one thing that I want to give you credit for, Kevin, is your consistency, bro. I wish I had that consistency <laughs> with my podcast. It was doing really good. I knew I could take it to the next level. My problem is, bro, that I have so much going on that I right. hate the nitty-bitty stuff. I hate the, the editing. I hate the production part of it. I don't like the production part of a podcast and I know a friend of mine reached out to me and he's like, she's like um, connecting me with somebody that can do all the production part. I'm like, if I could just get on the mic and talk and I'm done, like I'm good, but see, I still have to do all that production part, you know, and I don't like all the editing. I don't like all the, all that stuff to drop the podcast and post the podcast. I don't know, dude, I'm lazy when it <laughs> comes to all that. Stuff, and, and, just, and, and that's
0: why mood, that, that's why I, I have a producer and he's really good and he yes. can hear me say all this. So I have to be really, you nice remember doing him. it
2: by yourself though.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, uh, I'm telling you. Yeah. I, it, I mean, it kills the mood. It, it, kills the it, mood, it does. Right? It just, but, yeah. but here's the one thing about it though, is my, my thrive that keeps me going is is desert storm vets it really is because there's i still get emails at at least weekly that you know i have one from france and they're they're talking to me about it Uh, you know i get them from you know i hear from people from british and all that and i don't want the desert storm fest the vets to feel alone because this is their Almost platform. Like Desert Storm is the forgotten bit. Sorry, it, to cut you off. It, but, no, no, it, bits, it, 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 it is. <laughs>
1: that's, and, a, that's a fair statement. And, and, yeah. and,
0: and it's not that it's it's not that we're forgotten that we were in the military and or anything, but what's forgotten is is what happened to us over there, all the chemicals, the sarin gas. We were left out. Well, it was like a one-hour war. All right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like yeah, it just, yeah. I mean, and I always tell people we they just kicked ass, bro. Like y'all went over there; they handled business. I, and, I mean, it, it I was coordinated, dad, bro.
0: Yeah, yeah, it, it I was. Living so, in
2: Germany, I was in Germany at the time. We were in Nuremberg, and my dad was active duty military, and I lived in Germany. And it was like what ninety-one, I think, yeah, 90 or ninety-one, some shit like 90, that. yeah, 91. yeah. 91. yeah, like, yeah. I think I was one well, like what year was it? Damn shot. I, I, I now you're
1: making this really feel old.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Man, I just I, I know it's like 9090, 90, I was like 11, bro. Yeah. And um, uh, I remember my dad getting ready to go and he had already been in since – I don't know. He'd been in for a while, but um, he was ready to go. And I remember he was on orders, and I remember him getting all his stuff together, ready to go to Desert Storm. They even put lo- they even put bars on our windows. It was crazy, I guess, because we were they in – They put bars area, on your windows? They put bars on our apartment windows at the time during the war. Really? And, uh, yeah, it was wild, man. Uh, you know, we had the whole German community outside of us, but we had, like, the fence that blocked us out from the German community. And um, I remember dead – going somewhere i guess he was going to get ready to leave and then he comes back like two like two days later pissed off throwing his shit down just mad as hell saying the the, the effing war is over <laughs> ready, you know. i I, but,
0: I i i will say this i will never forget though how many people wrote us during that war i mean uh, about your oh. about your age uh, bro, we wrote yeah.
2: letters to y'all. That's I'm right. Say that. we yeah. In yeah. And we would, we would draw, we would draw American flags and yes. choppers and Sean, I and probably just, wrote
0: back to you, man.
2: <laughs> Maybe, but no, we used but, to write to you guys. Yes, yes and, all the And, and, and that's yeah.
0: the one thing that I mean. Even me and John have been talking about this. Is I, I'm I'm still trying to get a hold of somebody to come on to 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 talk to me about, you know, them writing the letters. But I remember mm-hmm. everybody, like our elementary schools where I live, I got letters after letters, care packages <laughs> after care packages. And that, and, and to me, I, I mean, that's the stuff that I was like, man, this is so cool, but shit, I wrote a lot of letters back.
2: <laughs> and, and I mean, that's I, read, uh, yeah. And, and, I'm glad you took the time to do that. You know, that was nice. Oh, oh it wasn't I, a I, choice. I did, I
1: wrote, I, it wasn't. No. <laughs> You were, you ordered right They're about, ordered. You know, I mean, we, we, we took some time to write some letters back, but you know, it's, you know, sure. Sean, you mentioned your dad come back all pissed off. So I was in Carl's room. Mm-hmm. So you were in Nuremberg, I was in Carl's room and w- we went and my, my, my big, I was telling my wife, I said, my biggest scare bar none was chemicals. And here we are, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's like, yeah. son. I mean, it's, you know, we we talk about our war, but the Afghan and the Iraqi, you guys, it's just a younger generation. And I'm hoping, mm. I really do hope mm. that the, the younger folks, you know, hear you, because we all come because we all can talk about all the shit um, that we gone through. Just because one war veteran went through this doesn't. We're we're no different than what happened that we're there. And I don't care mm. how many tours somebody had. I, I we had somebody on, didn't we, Kevin? It's been quite some time ago, and I may mention something and she goes, This this gal says, Well, we don't I forget what the terminology she was, but basically we don't compare one's um one's fear or one's anxiety level compared to another. You don't compare 'em because yeah. just because it's it's different, it it's all the same. It just
0: comes from different world, places.
1: Bro.
2: No, that's right. Huh? I mean yeah. Y- no, I mean, when you no. think about it, Vietnam, I mean, listen, we all know when you look back at World War II. I mean, that was a mother effer war, bro. That was I mean, yeah. that was straight just chaos. And then you got, you know, the only ones that know about Vietnam are the ones through movies. You know, we yep. obviously know it was a hell of a war, but war is hell, bro. War is war. Yeah. Desert storm was hell, Afghanistan was hell, Iraq is hell. We just got mo- more modern, more better, better equipment. I mean, we lost Different. all of our veterans. From um, um, Iraq from the beginning, my boy in here went to Iraq and you know, uh, very early will tell you, you know, they had no up armor vehicles. We they had they didn't have the type of security that we have now in 2007 and 2008. You know, so a roadside bomb would take you out a lot faster than they did it now, dude. I was route clearance. We got hit every day. I got hit by two IEDs, bro. And guess what? Nothing happened. I mean, you know, messed up my vehicle, but. You know what I'm saying? They, right, they, just, they were right. able to build bigger, bigger, and, and better, better and, machinery.
0: <laughs> and, and I'll go more. Uh, I'll go a little bit further than that. I now. I really do. After I watched the Pacific, I and and then I watched Band of Brothers. So oh. glad I didn't go to Arm Air of the Marines. I'm telling y'all, this sissy would have ran the mm-hmm. other way. I'm just telling y'all. I'm just telling y'all. <laughs> <laughs> you ran around now. You ran around. <laughs> but but when. When I watch that, I understand why they are known as the greatest generation. I mean, hell, they didn't—they didn't get to come home, go back, go home, go back. shit. They oh. island jumping, island jumping, island jumping. I, it was like, uh, and then the Vietnam guys, what they went through. They'd go
2: in and they would serve what three years, four yes. years, or some shit like that. Like it was their tour. Yes. I, mean, I think towards the end they were starting to like. I think they were rotating out, but. At the beginning, especially World War Two, bro, they were going, and if it was a four-year war, they were there for four years, right? Like, yeah. You weren't coming yeah. home on on, and, and on, then uh, what was it, R and R,
0: right? And the Vietnam was yeah. like, I mean, they could be there a year, two years, up to three
2: years. Mm-hmm. I, I I learned Which that we yeah. were doing that in Afghanistan because what they would do is when we started, and, and I bet you even Iraq was the same. You know, they'd give us a twelve-month order, and then what they would like, well. Most of the time, those units would get stuck at fifteen months, so it went from twelve to fifteen months, and then they say, "Oh, volunteer extension." So then they would have mm. people volunteer to stay even longer. So we had people in our unit that was staying for two years straight, and then they come so, home, and then we would deploy again for another year. Yeah, our so, ship, dude, our, our ship I got, got volunteered. deployed nine times, bro. So Jeez. I'm
1: kind of curious, Sean, because I don't, I've never, I've never asked this question. It's a curiosity question about when you went to. uh Afghanistan or Iraq. Yeah. See, for us, we are always on the move. Kevin was on board a ship, you know, so it's moving around. But for the Army, the Marine guys, whoever, when you went to your – did they have a, a, a pretty well-established um, uh, a post? Is Would you go to a structured – because I don't know, dude. I mean, I only see what I see on the movies.
2: So, um, so I don't – I know what you're going with that. So, so what I would say is they have fobs right? We have bases, right? So in Afghanistan, we had, um, so you have major bases. So when you remember when you were seeing all that stuff go down in Afghanistan because of, yeah, you know, um, Bagram's taken over, you know, that was our air base. That was the, that was air force air base, bro. That was huge. That's where everybody came in. KBR came in, everybody came in through Bagram and it was a huge base. Um, Thats where we, that was kind of like our one stop shop before we got shipped out, and then you had Kabul, oh. which was uh Camp Phoenix, which was the capital of Afghanistan, which is some people call it Kabul it's kabul and um and so in 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 that country you have little fobs, little bases, and uh I was on uh Sharana uh the second time, and then I was on gardez the first time. There's some little tiny posts, bro. There's little tiny little bases all over that country, and a lot of these guys, infantry, special forces, uh, all the elites, a lot of the marines, they go and they stay at these little tiny fobs, bro. And then that's all they have is a cot, and a, and, and that's where you know they really hump it.
1: But well, that was interesting
2: because halls and stuff like that. Because
1: right? like 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 us, like I said, we're always. I mean, there was uh, KKMC is where everybody went. Before they left out of out of Saudi, out from the Gulf, or at least most people did. That's where you flew out of. Prior to that, we are out in the middle of freaking nowhere. You know, and, yeah, and I all I see. I'm not sitting in the all... middle of
2: the ocean. Hell no. Hell no. <laughs> Listen, I went deep sea fishing one time with my family. And I was Mr. Cocky, right? I was like, I could do this. And my wife was all like, oh, you got to get the real rubber band. You got to take this medication. I'm like, Are you crazy? We're going deep sea fishing. I ain't worried about it. Probably about the third hour, dude, I was just getting sick. I would feel the nausea. <laughs> I was feeling the nauseous. <laughs> I was like, there's no way I could sit out here in the damn ocean. Uh-uh. For forever. Damn, I, mean, y'all, For- I can't do it. No. All right. No. So. I would probably go into a panic attack thinking that I was stuck on this
0: damn ship. <laughs> sometimes, I it, I sometimes, it, sometimes it felt like it. Well, yeah. Sean, hey, we're gonna go into the after the show show right now, but man, okay. I, and I, I want to thank each and every one of y'all for coming on. Remember, no war is any different than either war. We all got struggles, and for Desert Storm vets who are still struggling, y'all need to go check out Sean. I I am serious. If you need more information, contact me. I'll 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 get you the Discord. I put it in there. <laughs> but us older guys aren't computer wise and everything, right, John? Uh, you, but anyway, you savvy? Yes. <laughs> yes. So, birthday. I'll have a great night, and we're going into the after-show show. show.